Welcome to Epiphany Fellowships Podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Mason, lead pastor and founder of Epiphany Fellowship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Our desire is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in every week to check out new messages. God bless you and take care. Fellowship. Y'all all right this morning? All right. Y'all ready to get in this word? All right. I'm not going to waste my time. Pastor, Pastor Issa, you got 30 minutes. I'm going to get 30 minutes. I'm out of here. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Book of Proverbs. And when you get it, you can stand. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. You can turn me down just a little bit. <clears throat> We're going to go from 1 to chapter 12. Y'all know how we do. We all going to read it together. You ready? On three. One, two, three. My son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart. Yeah. Yeah, if if I could tag this text uh, today, this morning, I would tag it this, the benefit of godly living. The benefit of godly living. Let's pray. Father, we thank you uh, for yet another day of your grace and mercy uh, given to us. Thank you that you have allowed us to see it, that it wasn't promised to us, but this is indeed your hand of grace for us to get the work that you have called us uh, to, to do, done. And so, Father, I pray with everything in me that you would use me for your glory, honor, and your praise. Give me clarity of mind, clarity of speech. Give me conviction of heart to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, because we know that the truth indeed sets free. Be gracious to us, O oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I uh, remember the first time first few times I got on a plane, and y'all know what happens when you get on a plane. You get your seat, you go, um, and then you sit down, and they tell you, you know, fasten your seatbelt. Clip it, you know. Then they start to give you instructions. Now, the first time I ever did this, I was young. You know, I was curious of what they was talking about. All these things were happening. They was like, you know what, in, in case of emergency, you know, here's the little thing going to drop. You're going to put it over your head. Make sure you do it for yourself before you do it for somebody else. I was like, all right, that's right there. 
They was like, all right, if you want any more information, look at the pamphlet. The pamphlet was in the front pocket. I took the pamphlet out. I started looking at it. This is really good stuff. I like this. You know, I started making sure I knew where all the um, emergency exit doors were and all that. Then I, I kept flying after a while. And there was a response that I gave to the people giving instructions. It was more like, ah, put these on. I'm going to send my last few text messages. And then little did you know, you, by the time you sent the last one, you were supposed to put it on airplane mode, but you didn't. And so now you're already up in the air, so you might as well not turn it on. It, all that. My, my, my disposition towards instruction had changed. I, I, I began to ignore what they were saying, even though it would be helpful for me in the long run. We come to a text where the father is doing just this. He's telling his son, son, listen to what I'm saying. Pay, pay close attention because I got something to tell you. I got some, some game to spit to you, my son. And, and you know what? I, I, I really, really would like if you would take these things and hold on to them. So much so that I would use some illustration of putting them around your neck like a chain and writing them on the tablet of your heart. I want you to listen to what I'm saying to you. These are important things that, that will benefit your life. These are things that will help you to prosper. These are things that you need to know. Verses 1 through 3 give us uh, this idea of, uh, uh, son, listen, pay attention. But verse 4 does something miraculous. It, it shows us the benefit of if we do trust him. Look at it. It says, then you will find favor and high regard with God and people. Father says, keep. Keep this idea of keep is don't forget. Remember, the, the Hebrew translation literally means to guard, preserve, remember. Watch this. It also means to treasure, keep, and do my commandments. It means to practice and obey. Verse 4 gives us, once again, the benefits if we just obey. This Leads me to my first point. Told you I got a few minutes and I'm going to get out of here. Here it is. First point in the benefit of godly living, we must learn to trust God. We must learn to trust God. I know y'all, y'all, y'all older and some of y'all got kids and y'all teach y'all kids this verse. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. But in actuality, it's the hardest thing for us to do. Trusting God is not as easy as we make it seem. And so this idea of trust is simple. It simply means to put your confidence in. Put your confidence in. We don't have to guess or you don't have to guess after worship when they say be seated to look at your chair. You just put all your weight in it. Sounds like a lot of confidence to me. <laughs> this, is, this is what the father is imploring to his son. Listen, son, pay attention. Trust the Lord. Put confidence in the Lord. I like how one commentary broke it down. It uses three E's of trusting God. Here it is. The first E, trust God entirely. 
Look at verse 5. It's right, verse 5 is right there. It says, with all your heart, entirely. God demands our unwavering commitment to him and him alone. Now, some of y'all are like, but why? Like, why? Why does he deserve? Why? What, what is that for me? Here it is. As, as a believer, trust with God as the goal or the object means to regard him as the source of wisdom and power. And therefore, from that, all things, we need to trust him. He's worthy of your trust. He's worthy of your, your, your total uh, submission to him. God is worthy of that. But we have a hard time giving up everything in our lives. Sounds a lot like us. We, we, we know good and well that we shouldn't lean or desire things that we do, and yet we let our friends who are not saved determine how we make choices. This leads me to the next E. Trust God exclusively. Remember, trust God entirely with, with all your heart exclusively. Here, here it is, verse 5b. Don't lean to your own understanding. Yeah. This, this, this word lean or rely is um, found also in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 1, where uh, Saul is fighting and the Philistines he's 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 guarding his kingdom he's fighting and uh, a man goes to David and tells David listen Saul has just died and, and David's like man what you talking about how can I trust you I don't know who you is man he's like you know I know you can't but bro I seen it all I was at the mountain and I seen your boy he was he, he was standing there and they came they came up on him they about to take him out so he, he, he was weak from fighting so long. And the only thing he had there was his, his spear, which was dug in the ground. And the Bible says he leaned on it. Watch this. In your weakness, what are you leaning on? <laughs> this is the exclusivity that the father is telling the son to do. You need to be leaning on God. Trust God exclusively a lot of us and this is for me believe that what 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 we what we know and and we know how to solve every problem so much so that we begin to give others our foolish advice solomon in proverbs later on in proverbs chapter 28 says he says listen if you rely on yourself if you trust your mind, the Bible is very clear. He said, you're a fool. You, you, you're foolish to think that you know better than some other people, but you're also foolish to think you know better than God. This is what he's trying to teach his son. Trust God entirely. Trust God exclusively. And last, trust God extensively. Verse 6a, in all your ways, <laughs> acknowledge him. Isn't it like us on Sunday morning when we acknowledge God? Oh, well, he, he brought me a long way. He, you know, he saved my soul. He woke me up this morning. My bed wasn't my cooling board, and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> but come Monday morning, we are, huh, 
I don't want to get up. And why I got to go to work? Why? 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 Rather than waking up and saying, thank you, Lord, for yet another day. Our response of uh, acknowledging God should not just be when it's people around us. Are you acknowledging God in your everyday life? Acknowledge him in, in everything you do. Remember, trust God entirely. Trust God exclusively. And trust God extensively. Look, look, look where verse 6 goes. It says, um, and it gives us the benefit of trusting God exclusively, extensively, and entirely. He says, he will make your path straight. He will level out. VMT, which is the Vernon Mobley translation. I just made that up. He's going. Some of y'all caught it later. Amen. He's going to clean some stuff up. He, he going, he's, he's, going to, he's going to clean some stuff up, if you trust him. All right, here it is. So uh, Pastor Kurt, he, he's a movie buff, you know. Pastor E, coffee, food, all the, I, we was on, anyway, it's just so many things. I'd be like, so much wisdom coming out. Knows about everything. No, but one, one of the things I like to do is I like to watch, watch TV shows. TV shows from the last sermon, y'all should know that I like HGTV and Food Network. I like those type of shows. But it's another one, it's A&E. A&E has this show called Hoarders on it. It's the most depressing thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but it has, has Hoarders on it. And, and, and so what you see on this is somebody having a disorder or some type of family uh, dysfunction or something like that. And, and what happens is, you know, things just start to pile up. And there's dirt, and sometimes it's just, it's just nasty stuff on there. But in, in the show, you see the family say, um, hey, you know what? This is unhealthy for my, you know, my sister. She's just having a hard time. We need somebody to rescue her. Can you help? You know, they come in, and you know, they begin to, to clean up some stuff. They, they begin to deal with the problem in the person but they also need to begin to clean what's around them. Y'all missed it. See, 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 this is what, when you trust God, this is what he does in your life. He begins to change you and then clean the things around you. Things in your life have to begin to change when you trust God. It's, it's our trust equals a better us. Let me say it again. Our trust in God equals a better us. One, we got to learn how to trust God. Two, learn how to not think more highly of your own opinion. This is, this is hard for us again, right? Look, look this, is, this verse 7 is an echo of the second half of verse 5. The father is warning his son. Son, listen, don't, don't get too big-headed for yourself. Don't, don't, don't make me have to tell you again. This is something you need to know. Don't think that you can make it out here in these streets, Doc. You, you ain't going to make it if you don't follow what I'm giving you. Honestly, a lot of us make decisions on our own. 
One reason is because we don't trust others' counsel. We're going to talk about that a little later. But two, we, we, we also, we don't like the S word, the, the, the one that we always want to put on wives. But some of us guys don't submit to the headship of God. The reason why there's so much chaos in some of our lives is because we have failed to take our lives and put it under God's rule. Submission. We, we, we have a hard time with submitting to God. We, we, we believe we're smarter and stronger than we really are. That's why we date the way we date. I knew my amens was going to get slim. We, we do. We, we, we date the way we date because we think we're strong enough to save the person that we're dating. But all it takes is a smooth text message from him. And then little do you know you over his house or that little mini skirt from her. And, and you know you on your way, the first train, bus, plane. Or, or how about some of us who date or try to date godly? Us who date believer, we, be, we you know, I, she go to this church, I go to this church. But none of us go home late nights. We, we think we can stay a little bit later. I, oh, I'm, you know, I'm good. We've, we've been good for, you know, three months, and God's been gracious to us. And so, you know what? He didn't, he didn't gave me some strength, and I can stay a little bit longer. One more time. This is what the Bible calls you, a fool. We, we, don't, we don't allow people to give us input in our lives. But on the flip side, there are some of us who let too many people give us input. That, this, this is what we have to understand. We need to have a, a good balance of both. Knowing who's talking to us and who, no, listen, bro, you, I, duh, over there with all that nonsense you talking about. That's, that's wisdom. This, this is what this text is telling us, y'all. But this is so hard for the Christian. We have such a hard time with trusting God and not relying on our own strength. The father tells his son in chapter 2, he says, listen closely. Literally means stretch out your ear. Take in what I'm saying, son. This, this, this right here, youngin, this, this, is, this is real rap. Real rap right here, son. I got you if you just listen. I got you. If, if you hold fast to these things, this, this, is, this is what the text is screaming, son. Don't trust yourself. Don't rely on the way you think about things. It don't help you none. Lean not to thy own understanding. Pops is also saying, you know, I need you to carefully pay attention. Because everybody, everybody's not out for your success. And so what they tell you, what they tell you could actually hurt you. The path they can tell, what they tell you to do, you should go there, you should get that job here, you should date her, you should date him. That stuff can lead to your fall. Some people are telling you stuff that are looking for your position. 
question is, with your position, what are you going to do with it? I, I, I remember uh, I have a problem with my right ear. It, the canal doesn't go straight to the eardrum. It does some weird backflip stuff over here. This ear is fine. I can use a Q-tip. I'm good, right? But every now and then, I get some, some earwax clogged. Everybody gets earwax. It's a good thing. Whew. <laughs> So when, when, I, when I, got this, I get this problem, it's hard for me to hear, and y'all know I need to play drums and stuff like that, so I, I got to go to the doctor. So the first time I ever experienced this, I went to the doctor, and they, you know, they blessed my life because they put that little gun, water gun thing. It's warm water, and just everything comes out. It's just like, uh, someone's like, ew, it's natural. <laughs> <laughs> went, to, went to the doctor, and, and, and uh, you know, it's, it, I, listen, like when I left there, I heard the world spinning, like literally. I was like, Lord, you are amazing how you spin this world like this. Um, but, but then I also, you know, it came again, and I made the worst mistake, and I went to urgent care. Now, some of y'all like urgent care. If you work at urgent care, I'm sorry. I just had a bad experience. But I went to urgent care, and the line was long. They took like a half an hour for me to get seen, and I was just like, I just want to hear, Lord. That's it. I just want to hear. And so by the time I got in there, she, like, she was like, yeah, we're going to do this. And she began to like yank my ear and just, like sticking things around. I was like, what is happening? I left there like my throat was hurting. It's like, what did you do to me? All I wanted to do was hear. We, we do the same thing in your life. You go to some people that ain't really experts in that position, and you let them give you advice, and then you wind up upset and mad and worse off than when you first got there. That's why he says, trust in the Lord. <laughs> trust in the Lord. Keep, keep his commandments. Guard them with your heart. Obey them. Practice them. Because when you do that, verse 7 says, you'll turn away from evil. A lot of us come on Sunday morning, hear the word of God, and don't do the practice of turning. It's been Sundays where I came and heard a great word that convicted my soul. Sunday night, I, you know, I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry. And Monday morning. What I heard had not really penetrated my heart. It hadn't changed me enough to turn from it. What in your life do you need to turn from? We, we must learn to, one, trust God. Two, think, not think more highly than we ought. Three, we must learn how to live a life of thankfulness. Live a life of thankfulness. Verse 9 says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your entire harvest. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will overflow with new wine. Some of y'all got excited about that new wine. <laughs> Th this, is, this is interesting uh, because early in, in scripture, this, this idea of first fruits, this, this idea of first fruits, we see it um, in Exodus chapter 23, where the law is given of the festival and what you needed to do during the festival. You need to give the first of what you have. 
But I think one of the popular stories of this idea of giving your best is what? Cain and Abel. What do we see? We, we see both brothers taking what they have. You see one brother giving the first. And then you got, you, you, you got your man, it's stressful. He just, the dude is just stressful. Cain is stressful. He just like, you know what, I'm going to get some grapes from here. Wait a couple of weeks. This is the good stuff. Mm, let's just take some of that. Oh, you know what? I can give Laura over here. I, I, this, is, this is okay, you know. What, what, what do you see? You see God accepting one and not the other. Why? Because of the heart posture of the one who was giving. Abel gave the first. The first you was was the best of your crop. It was the best. But it also said, you know, I got to put some, some faith in this because I don't know if I can get this back. How, how many times do we give? Stack. We just, or, or we give after we didn't pay all the bills. I'm not saying don't pay your bills. I'm just saying, do you trust God enough that your bills will get paid even when you give to him? Yeah. You, you got to be, be thankful in your giving because your giving shows that you have faith in the God who can do something. It shows thankfulness and it shows faith. Give the first thing that you would, you would say is the best? Do you give your life away like that? Or who do you give your life away to like that? Who do you give your first to? It's, it's, it's great to see how our giving, your giving, changes things in our neighborhood. Diamond Festival, feeding thousands of people, giving them clothes, that's your giving. Things like youth retreat. You sponsor kids so that they can get out of the cities that they're living in to experience something different. You're giving. Your thankfulness to God, that's giving. How, how do we show God our thankfulness? Is, is it just through a shout, a dance? Or is it really with your money or with your life? How do we, how do we give? To God, do we show our thankfulness? Gotta keep moving. Verse 10, it says, your vets shall burst with new wine. New wine. Somebody like, I'm gonna have wine tonight. Amen. Wine was considered a blessing from God. It was, this, it was a symbol of, of abundance. It showed that you had God had blessed you immensely. He gave you a lot. Did you know that when you get an abundance, it's not really for you? It's for others around you. Don't become a stingy Christian with the things that God has given to you. Trust, you got to learn, trust God. 
learn to not lean on or think more highly of our own opinion. We've got to learn to live a life of thankfulness and last with my two minutes. We must learn to embrace the comfort of correction. Embrace the comfort of correction. Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And the father disciplines his son in whom he delights in. I love this, this part of the text. And I think it takes a turn from just a, how some of us or some people, I mean me, how some people use the first couple of verses as prosperity. God's going to give it to you if you do this. And, but this takes a turn because it has nothing to do with a physical thing. It has everything to do with your heart. It says, you know, we love to hear that, you know, your, barn, your barns are going to be filled. And wine is going to be overflowing. You're going to get your blessing. You're going to do this. And you're going to prosper. And you will be the head and not the tail. You will be above and not be. You're the first and not the last. All that. We love all that. But this doesn't test your character. I can't tell you how many times. Even this past two weeks, all three pastors gave me some. All four pastors, sorry. All four pastors gave me some type of correction this week. In the last two weeks. I promise you. No lie. No lie. No lie. Heard from Pastor Larry, he was like, you know what? There's some hard things in life, but you got to do it. And I was like, oh, my He was on the phone for like 45 minutes. Like, God, my life. Pastor Nara was like, listen, you know, just be careful what you say when you're up there because we don't want to push any. I was like, oh, my gosh, too. Lord, help me, Jesus. You know, and. Pastor E's wisdom on the, the trip. I was like, just stop it. Just stop saying things. Just stop talking. And pa I came to Pastor Kurt with my sermon. He was just like, bro, you got to work on some stuff. <laughs> I was confused. But, but it, it says... You need to learn how to take some stuff and not always run from it. Can, can I, I'm going to talk to the millennials, my, my age group, for a second. We have to stop. Stop. We have to stop running from correction. Listen, it's, it's building your character. I can't tell you how many times I went home and just wept because I'm like, dang, Lord, why do I got to, why? Why do I got to change that? Why? It's not that bad. <laughs> or why do I have to work so hard at this? What is the, why? What is the purpose of this? And he was like, you know what, Vernon, wake up. I'm building you character. I'm giving you something that will sustain you for the rest of your life. Stop running from correction. It's God's way of building you character, building character in you and making you look more like Jesus. It's hard, and I know it. But God gives us the strength to endure it. 
Stop thinking that you know everything. You don't know anything. <laughs> I'm ending. Skip all that. I, I remember in 2016, it was the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, there was this massive snow blizzard. Just massive snow. Like, y'all get little snow. Like, y'all get nothing right now. But there was a massive blizzard, and we couldn't, like, we live on, like, my parents' house is on a small block. Y'all know small blocks in Philly do not get any love. You got to shovel for days to get your car out. And don't have, like, one, never mind. So me and Sydney, my younger sister, went, um, we went to, like, the, the dollar store or something. I don't know for what. I don't remember carrying any bags back, but anyway. We went, to the, we went to the store, and um, she had made a comment like, um, yo, I don't understand why I'm slipping and stuff like that. And, and I looked down, and, and I started to tell her like, what I'm doing in order to not slip around so much. I, I, I was looking at the footprints that, that had already been established in the snow. And, and so I said, yo, if you just like, fit in there like you won't slip because it's already a, like something's holding your foot. So you, you just go in there, I'm like this, you know. <laughs> we was having fun. But, but this, is, this is the Christian life. God, God doesn't leave us by ourselves on this road. No, he comes, cleans stuff up, and then he gives his word so that if we just follow his word, then things, here's my challenge for you today. What in your life haven't you give God? What, what in your life don't you trust God with? What areas in your life, big moves like this, don't happen because, you know, you, you're wiser than you, you think you are. No, big moves like this happen because you trust God. Trust him with your life. He's given you everything you need in life and godliness. Second Peter says, make every effort. That's a call to action. Make every effort to live out the way God calls you to live. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and bless you for yet another day. For your hand of mercy and grace on our lives. Father, this is a hard topic to talk about and even to live out but we know that everything you have set us up for is to look more like Jesus Christ to build great godly character in us to walk in the way of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Lord continue and help us to surrender our lives over to you because you know what's best for us Give us the confidence and give us wisdom to stay focused in this journey of life. Pray all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ and every glad heart said, amen. Thank you for tuning in to today's message. I hope that it was a blessing to you and it was aiding in your life to help you to show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. If this message has been a blessing to you, we want you to consider partnering with us in ministry so that we can maximize what God has called us to do locally, 
nationally and internationally. You can go to epiphanyfellowship.org, go under give and consider donating. Thank you. Take care. See you next week.